what's going on? What's this talk about hydrogen boilers or air source heat pumps? I'm John Mullen, the energy evangelist, and we're talking about save energy, save money. Currently, we're hearing a lot from government and other sources that gas boilers will be banned from new built houses by 2025. So what's going to replace them? The main two solutions are hydrogen boilers or air source heat pumps. We could have a big discussion about this, but let's pull some of the important factors out of the equation. This is all being driven by our race to get to carbon net zero by 2050. If we don't reduce our release of carbon dioxide, then, putting it bluntly, we kill the planet. So, option number one, hydrogen. This may seem like the easiest solution, as we can just replace our combi boilers with a hydrogen boiler. However, there are lots of issues to transition from gas to hydrogen because we can't just turn off one and switch on the new supply. There will be significant costs to the suppliers because the network will have to change and the big question is how to manage this change. However, industry experts believe this will not be installed by many individuals because of cost of installation cost of the fuel and complexity. Option number two, air source. Many people are promoting this technology only based on one fact. For every unit of electricity they use, they generate between two and four units of energy from the air. So as long as the electricity is sourced from a green provider, this is a clean solution. However, the cost of an air source heat pump is between three to six times the cost of a gas boiler. Currently, households can claim back approximately 50% via the renewable heat incentive over a seven year period. However, additionally, both solutions have one big problem there are not enough installation engineers who currently have any experience and knowledge to fit or install these solutions correctly. This will be one of the biggest problems for the near future. So both options have decisions to be made as to which is better for you, but this is just really touching on a much bigger answer to a much more complex search for a solution. So in some ways, we need to talk a lot more about the pros and cons of each of the solutions. But in the long run, these changes will provide a better, cleaner solution for all of us. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. Come and find out how to save energy, save money at energyevangelist.co.uk. Bye. Hello, my friends. How can we store electricity or heat to let us use it at our convenience? I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist, and we're talking about save energy, save money. 
This is the biggest technical challenge when we're starting to generate either electric or heat energy. Up until a couple of years ago, there were no facilities to store energy, or the solutions were only available if you were able to build your own system. But in the last two or three years, we now have access to different types of battery storage. This means that we can generate electricity from our PV solar panels on the roof while we're out at work, and then when you come home, your battery system will be charged up and ready to provide you with power throughout the night and next morning. Also, through the use of thermal or heat batteries, we can store the heat generated by an air or ground source heat pump. Heat batteries have been available for a very short time, and the first commercial tests by energy suppliers have only started to happen in the past year. So expect to hear a lot more very soon. Both of these battery systems have been the missing step to help store energy for the longer term. Imagine being able to store your energy, which you generated during the summer months, and only starting to use this excess over the cold winter months. However, you will have to pay a lot for storage and intelligent management over your energy intensive devices. Mm -hmm. This is a real market changer, which we will see in the next few years. If you want to know more, Come and talk at any time. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. Come and find out how to save energy, save money at energyevangelist.co.uk. Bye. Can I really get heat from the ground? That's today's question. Hello, my friends. I'm John Mullen, the energy evangelist, and we're talking about save energy, save money. Today, we're talking about ground source heat pumps and how we can heat our houses and offices from the ground underneath the building. Did you know that underground temperatures stay the same no matter what the season is? In the UK underground, it's a reasonably constant 11 degrees centigrade every day of the year. So, how can we get access to this heat source? Well, a ground source heat pump is very similar to your fridge in your kitchen, but we run it in reverse. This is accomplished by heating a cold liquid by running it through pipes over a large area on your property or drilling down vertically for approximately 100 meters. Then when the liquid is heated, it's compressed and we end up with a liquid at about 50 degrees centigrade. This is hot enough to run an underfloor heating system to heat your house. And during the summer, you can reverse the system and your house can be cooled down. However, this is a big investment as ground source energy systems have a typical cost between 10 and 18,000 pounds. But currently, you can also claim back this cost from the Renewable Heat Incentive, which offers quarterly payments over seven years to pay for the installation and running costs. So, that's enough for today. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. Come and find out how to save energy and save money 
at energyevangelist.co.uk. Bye. So, what are PV panels and how can they save me money? I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist, and we're talking about save energy, save money. This month, we're looking at how we can generate our own power. This could be creating electricity or heating your house or office, but it is also finding solutions to store that energy. Today, we're talking about PV or photovoltaic panels, which absorb energy from the sun and convert it to electricity. As a general rule of thumb, a medium house in the UK will consume between 4,000 and 6,000 kilowatt hours each year. So can we get that amount of power from PV panels? The simple answer is yes, but you do need to have the panels pointing in the right direction, which is directly south. Over the last 10 years, the price of this technology has completely changed. Between 2010 and 2020, the price to generate electricity from solar has reduced by 90%. In 2010, it was $2 per watt, and now it's 20 cents per watt. On top of that, in 2010, they were able to generate 290 watts per panel, and today they can generate 345, which is close to a 20% increase. And the technology is still racing ahead. On top of that, many manufacturers are now offering warranties of 25 years to guarantee that you will still be generating 85% of your original electricity peak capacity. This means that a solar panel lifetime is equivalent to the same lifetime as a gas heating boiler. So putting this all together, if you install PV panels to give you the amount of electric needed for your building, you will be paying close to the same price as installing a new gas boiler and the system can be guaranteed for 25 years. This means that you will have very little electric costs for the majority of those 25 years. In my head, these sums are making sense for me. What about you? I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. Come and find out how to save energy, save money at energyevangelist.co.uk. Bye. Hello, my friends. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. And today we're talking about, I don't know where to start. So this is my friend. Hi, I'm Laura Short from Green at Heart. Hello. And I don't uh, know where to start either. <laughs> no, the reason that we're bringing up this topic is that there's so many ideas out there and so many technologies, people don't know, that they're always holding back from actually stepping forward and starting to make savings. So Laura and I are really looking to join up the dots on your behalf. And that's why we want to talk about these, these ideas. So 
have you heard other people saying, I don't know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes from the fact that you do get so much information on so many different types of things. You're bombarded with the media, things you read in the paper, things you hear from a mate down the pub when we can go to a pub. Um, and, and you just don't know what to pick out that's actually worthwhile information and what's just fake news that somebody's made up and passed off as their own. And I think that puts people off making a decision because they just don't know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, I, I actually do uh, point out in a, a sort of like a similar sort of idea. Whenever you're buying a new laptop, there's so many options. You're going, that one's good. Oh, no, that one's good. Oh, that the price of that one's now gone down. And you, you, you fluff around. And then whenever you buy one, oh, it's it's cheaper two weeks later. And we're now, with this new technology of saving energy, we're in the same situation. Things are progressing so quickly, so fast, that people are putting off because they think they can buy it cheaper in six months or a year. And actually, they've just lost money because they haven't stepped forward and started to make the savings. Yeah, and I think also that People should specify what they need first. Look at what your needs are for your business and buy a product or a service that suits those needs. Doesn't matter if it's the cheapest on the market because you can guarantee the cheapest on the market won't necessarily save you the most money. And if you specify what your needs are first, you're going to get the product that's right for you. Well said. And I think that sums it up. You know, I think the, the 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 saying that really sums it up is get your finger out and get started. <laughs> so, okay, folks, uh, give us a call anytime and come and have a chat. Uh, if you've got any questions, email us on the links below or come and find us at energyevangelist.co.uk. And until the next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, folks. We're here again for the Evangelist Talks, and it's now going into April 2021. So I'm here with my colleague. Hi, I'm Laura Short, the Queen of Green at Heart. Yay. And I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. And this month we're talking about energy generation. There is so much which is changing in this area. And so there's all sorts of elements. Uh, the first one I, I want to talk about is uh, solar panels. What, any ideas from you, Laura? Yeah, it's certainly um, a, a fast-moving environment to be in. Um, One-minute PV, so that's generating electricity, seems to be. Uh, the dominant technology, and then it swings to solar thermal, which is generating your hot water. Personally, in a domestic setting, I feel that you get more benefit from solar thermal because as a household, generally we tend to use a lot of hot water. And when you generate mm -hmm. PV, the peak points in the day, um, or obviously during the summertime, you get the peak um, output, and also during the middle of the day, those tend to be the times when you're actually out of the house. 
So you do need to have something else that goes with that. And I know you're really keen on the battery storage element. So do you want to talk about a bit about that, John? Well, just for a second, let's go to a quick adverts. Hello, my friends. It's just a quick slot to tell you about the Save Energy, Save Money 14-day challenge. It's an opportunity to help you find a starting place to retrieve wasted energy and putting that money back in your pockets. Oh, did I tell you? It's also free. So if you want to find out more, have a look on the link below at energyevangelist.co.uk forward slash sign up. Bye. And we're back again. I, I just I was, I, another thought came into my mind. Have you ever heard of a heat battery? No, that's Where, not me. Yeah, this is something which I was looking into. It, 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 folks, what we're doing here is we're joining all the dots together because there's so many ideas, but nobody puts the dots together. Nobody crosses the T's and dots the I's. So our heat batteries, you can actually either pump in electricity into the battery and it heats up a liquid, but it's not actually water, it's a, a gel. I, um, or you can have water coming in, which heats up the system. So that can be from a, a thermal panel on top of your roof, or it can be uh, a ground source heat source or an air pump. It, it, it's all sorts of things, but this battery effectively takes the place of your gas boiler and it can store that heat for two or three months and with with very little degradation so all you have to do is run your water through it and all of a sudden you've got hot water coming out again so there's so many ideas which are coming out nowadays to link all of these elements together it's either you store your energy as electricity or you can store your energy as heat and I think that's the that's the link that's been missing for such a long time in this field is that we've had the technology, um, but particularly in Britain, we don't always necessarily get the weather. Um, so a lot of the time we're actually unable to use the energy that we're generating. So the, the battery field is moving so fast now that we are in a, in a place where we can actually afford for the first part and uh, have the space to fit these newer style batteries whereas you know maybe two three four years ago they were too big and they were too expensive and they just wasn't the uptake for them but now it's actually bringing the technologies together and i do think that going forward we do need these systems to be able to link different types of renewable technology together because that's where you get the best benefit yes I completely agree. It's even down to simple little things. I was looking at battery systems a few days ago, and half of them, if the electricity cut off in your local area, they closed the battery closed down. And you thought, excuse me, that's whatever you need it. But 
the reason they do that was to protect the workers who were fixing the electricity supply outside of your house. But the other half of the systems actually had a little isolator switch so that if there wasn't electricity flowing through it, then it would isolate your house from the, the supplier's electricity network. And you could then have all the electricity that you could generate from whatever source. So it's, it, it's making sense of these and understanding where the limitations are. Yeah. But I, I was actually looking at uh, photovoltaic solar panels or PV panels, as they're called in the industry. Over the last 10 years, 2010, it cost roughly to generate one watt of electricity, it was costing $2. 10 years later, that is now costing 20 cents per watt. So that means that what we were buying in 2010 is 10 times the price of what we could buy nowadays. So the whole marketplace has changed dramatically. And because of that technology leap, it's, you know, there's all sorts of other things which are happening. That is why so many big businesses are now investing in solar farms. Yeah. And let's not forget as well that having renewable technologies in your business and, and in your home just helps to improve that resilience. You know, the, the incidences of, of power cuts and of extreme weather events cutting out power um, are only going to get worse. And so if you've you've future proofed your business against the demand for electricity and the demand for gas and, and the heat, you, you're only going to put your business in a stronger position going forward. Um, yeah. The same with the, with the home as well. You know, if, if you've got an off grid source of electricity or um, heat, then it's only going to benefit you going forward, as well as any um, potential grants that are available and income generation from that. Again, that provides you with an income source, which helps to future proof you. But just having that resilience from being away from the grid is just brilliant. Yes. It's whenever you think of a medium sized house, 150 quid a month, uh, electricity and gas, that soon adds up. And whenever you look at that over the long term, it's our now the PV panel suppliers are guaranteeing their panels for 25, sometimes even 30 years. That's the same lifetime as your, 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 your gas boiler. So now systems are becoming comparable because they have progressed a lot and we're learning how to put them together how to make it work for us instead of us working to to, to get the systems right so and let's not forget these systems have been working effectively in scandinavia and in europe for decades now and we yeah. are so slow to take this up it should be in every single new build house an air source heat pump and PV on the roof. And I don't know why that doesn't happen yet. It's a shame. Yes, 
we're getting there we will get there and that's the reason that we are talking about it today joining the dots so that people can grab onto this technology and enjoy it so i think that's a good place to end for today and if anybody wants to get in contact with us give us a call or uh, send us an email and you will find us at either energypricesaver.com or energyevangelist.co.uk. So nice to speak to you. Bye. Bye.